It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today we have a special guest, Troy Halliburton from the Washington City Paper. How are you feeling today, man? I'm doing all right, Ed, man. It's good to be back on the platform with you, man. Uh, it, it's, it's summertime and uh, summer league is getting ready to start. And, and, and I feel like Wizards Twitter is... It's buzzing right now, so it's good mm-hmm. to get on here and, and talk about some good old uh, uh, Bullets Forever basketball. <laughs> yes, sir. So, of course, the trade Tommy Shepard made yesterday, Will Barton, bringing in Will Barton, bringing in Monte Moore, sending out KCP, sending out Ish Smith. What were your initial thoughts on the trade? I mean, I love the trade. I think when you look at it from a personnel standpoint, I think this is one of the rare situations where – both teams can honestly look at, uh, you know, what they uh, got back and what they yielded and say that they won the trade. I think that the Wizards, from a positional standpoint, the, the Wizards desperately needed a point guard. They, they actually didn't have a point guard on the roster uh, before yesterday, unless you're counting Cassius Winston uh, out there. But um, really, I mean, they needed a guy to come in who can actually play the point guard position and Monty Morris has proven, you know, over his five-year NBA career that, you know, he's a guy who is a reliable, uh, not only backup point guard, but he's proven that since Jamal Murray has been injured, that he's capable of coming in and starting uh, on, on the NBA level. And uh, going back out was Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And, you know, I, I know that he came over in that Russell Westbrook deal but the 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 Wizards really kind of had like a, a a gluttony of of uh, wing players, and so to send him out on his expiring contract, you know, I think that you know that deal works out great for both teams. Definitely, yeah, and it's crazy. Cassius Winston, he's going to be with the Sixers and the Summer League team, so they didn't even have him on the roster, you know. And oh, well, look, hey, look at that! <laughs> I, mean, I, tried, I, tried, I tried to include him in the mix. And- <laughs> Knowing that, yeah, like he was never, ever, ever going to be like a, a factor in the NBA going forward anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, and then Tomas leaves for Barcelona. You know, Ish Smith, you kind of knew he was on his way out. Now he's going to be on his 13th, 14th team. Uh, congrats to him for, you know, accomplishing something like that. Um, but, yeah, KCP, he was our, you know, he was our best defender, our best three-point shooter. So it's intriguing. And then, you know, you bring in Monte Morris, who's a good three-point shooter, good defender. Can pass the ball, doesn't need a ball in his hands. Will Barton from Baltimore, will the thrill. And uh, guys that, you know, Wes Unsell knows he coached up, very comfortable with, um, you know, kind of like Ron Rivera getting a bunch of Panthers guys in. So you want to be comfortable and get guys in that you know. So how, how do you like Monte Morris's fit next to Bradley Bill? 
I love Monty Morris's fit next to Bradley Bill. I mean, he's a very sturdy point guard. Uh, I think the biggest thing, the biggest benefit that he brings to the table on the court is that his his great assist to turnover ratio. This is a guy who's not going to turn the ball over at all. He's going to uh, you know protect the rock. He 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 can he can shoot the basketball. He can play both on and off of the basketball. So you know if Bradley Bill you know wants to get into you know his bag and have the uh, the ball in his hands you know, for different stretches, then Monte Morris is more than capable of, you know, standing on, on the wing and spotting up and shooting. But he's also shown that he can create the offense and run an offense. And so I think this is a guy who has hit big shots in the playoffs. This is a guy who's played in big playoff games. You know, th- this is a guy who, who's going to bring a lot to the table. And so when you look at, you know, from a, from a talent standpoint, I'd say that he's probably – one of the top 30 point guards in the NBA, and he'd probably be in that 25 to 30 range, but that makes him a starting quality player in the NBA. And so that that, that makes it a clear upgrade as far as what the uh, Wizards were able to do from a talent standpoint yesterday. Definitely. Yeah, I think they want a guy that can do that can make plays without needing the ball in his hands last year. It just did not work with Spencer Dinwiddie at all, and Spencer's just known as a scorer a six man. So Monte, he doesn't need the ball. Like you said, he can shoot the lights out. doesn't turn the ball over. And I just don't think they were going to find that big swing point guard. You know, Malcolm Brogdon was just going to cost a little too much uh, with the first round pick. That's what they reportedly wanted. John Wall going to the Clippers. So that, you know, that dream of him coming back home didn't end up happening. You know, a lot of Wizards fans wanted that happen. And Colin Sexton, I know that's a name that's flying around. I just didn't see that being a good fit with Brad. So I think Monte's a good fit. Is he a is he a superstar point guard or also point guard? He's not, but I think he is a, a solid fit for what the Wizards are looking for. Um, how did you feel about Will Barton? Do you think he's going to be here in DC to start the season, or do you see him possibly being moved as a as a trade piece for the Wizards? Well, I see him here to start the season for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he finishes his season as a Wizard, I, I don't know. I think that uh, Will Barton, uh, it depended upon you know, what role he's able to carve out within this team, you know, it doesn't really make sense to be, you know, giving him a lot of minutes because that that really might kind of suppress the development of some of the Wizards' uh, other wing players. You know, they just drafted uh, Johnny Davis. Uh, they have uh, Corey Kisper, you know, who, who's coming off a, a strong finish to his rookie year. You know, I, I think that th- those guys are probably deserving of minutes. You know, at, at that at that backup, you know, two or three position, but you know, Will Barton, I think that he gives them uh, great insurance and great depth uh, for next season. You know, this is this is a guy who's a proven NBA scorer. Uh, uh, you know, he I think that uh, he he's a guy who can create offense for himself. And you know, for stretches of the season next year, when if if you're missing the Bradley Bill, if you're missing uh, you know guys in the starting lineup, this is a guy who can come in. And, and and microwave and, and and you know get get some points and 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 bunches and quick stretches. Definitely, yeah. Will Will is a good scorer. I do think you know if they do keep him, he can definitely help them out. He's a you know good three point shooter. He can move without the ball. He's a guy, and they they need guys that can score and that can break guys down one on one, and you know can use both hands. You know, dribbling on the ball, getting open shots. Uh, I think they can, he can be a microwave scorer. Whether he comes off the bench, you know, I could see him coming off the bench. I could see him starting, too, just, you know, the familiarity with Wes. And I could see him coming off the bench, too, being a really uh, a good six-man. just a microwave scorer for the Wizards. So I think he was a good pickup, too. Could they use him in a trade piece? You know, who knows? 
um, to bring in some more talent. But I do want to get to the rotation. Who do you think would be in that starting five? Who will come off the bench? Because you talked about the development of the younger guys like Denny, Rui, and Kispert. Um, and if the trade moved the needle at all. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Arcade One Up. Boom, shakalaka. We have big news. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they made it bigger than ever with a wait for it, Shaq edition. People are obsessed with NBA Jam, and I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in the arcade classic. Jump clear across the court and set the ball on fire in one of these sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, and no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from RK1Up.com. That's RK1Up.com for an estimated early September ship date. RK1Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like a Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $399. Check this out. They are giving away an NBA Jam Shack edition to a locked-on listener. They are giving away an NBA Jam Shack. Uh, every, enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at RK1Up.com slash locked on. That's RK, the number one up.com slash locked on. You got till July 8th to enter to win NBA Jam Shack Edition, to win a NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so about the rotation, um, I still feel like the Wizards do have somewhat of a log jam at that four spot. You know, Denny, Rui, Kispert. Um, well, Kispert is more of a two, but, you know, they still have, you know, Will Barnett at the three, Kuz at the four. Rui's, Rui plays the 4-2, Denny plays the 4. So they still have a lot of guys there. And then I guess we're going to throw Anthony Gill there too on the roster. What do you see the if, if this roster does stay the same, which I don't think it will, um, who would you have in your starting five? All right. Well, if if the if the current with the current roster as is, I would probably have uh Morris at the one, Bill at the two, uh Denny at the three. No, actually, I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna go uh-huh. Rui at the three, Kuzma okay. at the four, and uh, Porzingis at the five. I think that coming into the season, I think that uh, West Unsell Jr. will probably be willing to experiment with that with the lineup of Rui and Kuzma, and, and, and trying to see what that looks like given the team ultimate size up front. I think that I know that Denny is the uh, you know probably. The the fan favorite to be starting at small four, but I just think that the franchise, I think that they like what Rui brings uh uh from from, from an offensive standpoint a little bit more. And so I, I think I think that I think that Rui would get that opportunity to start before they would go to Denny. And then that would leave uh on the bench, that would leave uh Will Barton, Kispert, Denny, and uh Gafford as the you know mainstays in the rotation and then I, I guess you can you, you you can throw in our uh our guy uh 
Damn, what's my what's, what's my guy? He just he just named him. <laughs> Ooh, Kispert. No, uh, Anthony Gill. Man, oh, Gil. yeah, I cannot forget about my guy <laughs> Anthony Gill. He's gonna All get right. minutes as well. But that that I mean, I think that that's a good nine to ten man rotation that the mm-hmm. Wizards have. But I think that uh, Rui would start over Denny just because of what I believe that the franchise how they view Rui instead mm-hmm. of you know the 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 public how they view Denny. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I, I do think Rui, of course, is the more offensively polished player. Defensively, Denny's better, but I think Rui just brings more to the table offensively. Uh, he's just got to move his feet. You know, the dunks on Tobias Harris and Anthony Davis. We just got to see that more consistent, consistently the aggressiveness. I actually have Will Barton starting. I just feel like Wes, you know, I'm not going to say he's biased, but I just feel like Will may start at the three. That's just what I see happening. Um, Johnny Davis would be behind Brad. Uh, but I know Barton, he's smaller. And, you know, KCP was was six foot five, six, you know, six four. And they still start at KCP. So, but it can really interchange. It's going to be interesting who starts at the three spot because it is going to be open competition. Denny just has to improve on making layups and, you know, finishing around the rim and dribbling with his left hand. So until he can get that down pat, then, you know, he may have to compete harder for the starting spot. But just right now, I just feel like I see, you know, Will starting at the three and Brad starting at the two. Yeah, basically, you just said Denny has to improve of everything basketball related. Yeah, if he could just figure out how to dribble and have a left hand and, and <laughs> do things on the court, he should play. Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if, if Westminster Jr. were to go ahead and start Will Barton. But mm-hmm. the, the Denny thing, I think that you know that his deficiencies really don't allow him to 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 be relied on from that coaching staff. And mm-hmm. I think that Rui, I mean, you know, the, him shooting like that 40% from three-point range down mm-hmm. the stretch, I'm telling you, I I, I think that, and mind you, that I, I believe that the team is going to be starting playing uh, preseason games in Japan uh, coming into this season. You know, this is beyond basketball in a sense that, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to be marketing Rui a lot. And I, I just think that he's going to be coming into this season as a starter mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for the Wizards, you know, for, for a lot of different reasons. But mainly because that, that he, he showed that, you know, he can space the floor and that he just brings a lot more to the table as far as offensive versatility. And, and, and he's also a guy who has a lot of size on the defensive end, too. So I, I just think that, you know, that they're going to give him every opportunity to come out there and show uh, uh, the world what he can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird towards the end of the year, like even after the minute restriction, like they asked Wes and Wes still wasn't playing Rui even really more than 20 minutes a game. Uh, I think it was because of the defense, but that was very interesting. So, yeah, like you brought up a good point with the marketing aspect. They are playing those preseason games in Japan, so they do want to market Rui. Um, they all just have to earn it. It's going to be a tough competition in camp uh, for sure. But, yeah, Rui, Rui certainly has the talent. Um, I think it's between him and Will. And uh, Denny at the moment, and then we just don't know who the backup point guard is going to be. You know, is it going to be uh, Chris Dunn is on the summer league roster, so they don't have one. You know, Johnny Davis is the backup um, shooting guard, so they are reportedly interested in Victor Oladipo. I do want to you know get to free agency because free agency it starts at six. I know the moratorium starts at six. We're going to get to the Bradley Bill um, decision talk, of course, uh, towards the end of the episode, but. I know they want to add a backup point guard. It was reported, um, Chase Hughes reported that they're interested in DeLon Wright, Avery Bradley, and Javon Carter. Victor Oladipo was um, reported by Bleacher Report. 
Um, have you heard anything about them being interested in any any other point guards or any other free agents? And uh, who who are those names? Do you think the Wizards should target? Yeah, well, I I still think that you know, I still think that Malcolm Brogdon thing is actually a very real thing too. Like I, I think mm-hmm. that you know a lot of people are think that that's a done deal that that, that the Wizards are kind of because they went and got Monty Morris that they're out of the Malcolm Brogdon sweepstakes. And I just I don't I don't believe that that to be the case. I think that they're very much still interested in Brogdon, and 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 you know that I think that you know if they they might try to wear Indiana down as far as you know what they're trying to give up. You know they they they're not trying to give up a lot of uh, future draft capital, or and, and and they're they're trying to swing it with possibly Kuzma and one of their young prospects, and I think that that, that that's still a, a very much a possibility. But if, if if that's not the the aiming high aspect of you know still trying to go out and get Brogdon, I think that uh, the a name that I'm hearing is, is Delon Wright, is a guy that, that they could bring in that, that that they could actually afford, and uh, you know that, that that he will give them some more defensive versatility, you know, as a backup point guard. You know, I think that before they swung this Monty Morris trade, I thought you know that they were very much looking uh, and interested in Tyus Jones. Uh, coming from the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, I think that that's a name that they 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 might still be trying to consider. You know, if they can get him to sign for uh, that that, that mid level exception around, I think it was like between eight to ten million dollars a year. But I think that he and his agents are looking for a little bit more than that. But you know, I I, I wouldn't count that name out as a, as a name that, that the Wizards would be looking at either. Uh, but yeah, like I I think that really. People are assuming that they brought in Monty Morris to be the starting point guard, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't let go of the fact that you know they might be trying to swing for you know a, a guy like Brogdon. I'm hearing that that's still very much in play. Okay, yeah. So who do you think they would package up? You you said Kuzma. You still think one they... of the younger players? So that well, honestly, it'd probably be either Kuzma or and and Denny or Kispert. So mm-hmm. the, I don't think that Rui is on his way out. Uh, I, I actually don't even think that uh, Pacers or other teams are interested in Rui at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the really, from from a scouting standpoint, from you know what I've been hearing is that you know teams really want Kispert, and you know uh, they, they 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 would accept Denny. But I think mm-hmm. that a package of Denny and and Kuzma and you know some other you know draft compensation, smaller draft compensation, some second round picks. Uh, might be able to to swing a Brogdon deal. Uh, from my understanding, you know, the Pacers were interested in trying to get that number 10 pick, but the Wizards never, ever put that pick on the mm-hmm. table uh, uh, in negotiations with the Pacers. But, yeah, I, I think, I mean, if you look at I know I, I love Kuzma, but he's going to be a free agent next year, and who knows if they're going to be able to pay him. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, they, they, they really should look into trying to trade and swing for the fences here and bring in Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, he's intriguing. I mean, the only thing is just the injuries. You know, will he be available? You know, he's had a lot of injuries and the money, making the money work. Um, so you, so you, would, so they, they would have a Malcolm Brogdon as the starter, as the starting point, and Monte coming off the bench, and then Brad at the two, Johnny at the two. Okay, so that would be very intriguing. How about Victor Oladipo? Uh, have you heard anything with that? Yeah, I haven't heard. I, I, I've heard that they were interested. But I, I don't think that Victor, Victor has a, a, a few different teams who are uh, pursuing him, This uh, getting ready to pursue him as free agency is getting ready to begin. 
I just think the Wizards are going to be one of the finalists as far as one of those teams. I think that, you know, if if if, the, if it turns into like a game of musical chairs and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all those other teams ended up getting the uh, better prospects and Victor Oladipo has to come to the, to the Wizards, then I think that that might be something he would consider. But other than that, I, I don't think that, like, the Wizards are going to be one of his finalists. So I, I just don't see that as being a realistic landing spot for uh for 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 uh the wizards mm-hmm. so yeah victor's not coming back home so that that would be yeah i, I just i just <laughs> i think there are better options out there basketball wise for him to to, mm-hmm. to go to so you know the wizards are going to be a, a list of teams that he will consider mm-hmm. but i just don't i i think that he he will have better opportunities with better situations for him to go out and you know be able to get his value back up right Okay, so before we do get into some more free agency talk and then about Bradley Bill's decision, uh, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, it's, it's intriguing that you you said that they're still going after Malcolm Brogdon. I just feel like, you know, with this hire, you know, this is a guy that Wes likes a Monte Morris he's familiar with. And then, you know, last year, you know, had some of the problems with the locker room that he, you know, was still learning as a first year guy, policing the locker room, having a voice over the locker room. I just feel like he's, you know, they, they, they got in some guys that he can connect with and he's more comfortable with. So, you know, I feel like, you know, they would start Monte, but if they are trying to swing, I do, I do feel like they need to take some more swings and bring in more talent. Um, do you ever think that they even had a chance at DeJounte Murray? I know a lot of wizards, uh, fans on social media were just very upset about DeJounte Murray. Do you, did they have any chance of getting him, or did, do you think that they should have tried harder to go after somebody like a DeJounte Murray? I don't, I don't know why Wizards fans are upset. They never had a chance of getting DeJounte <laughs> Murray. That was never something that was going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that – I don't think – because, honestly, I don't think that Tommy Shepard, uh, as the general manager or team president, I don't think that he has – the, the type of leeway to, to to use those type of future draft capital to go out and get a play. I don't think that yeah, he he just he just doesn't have that uh possibility. Like mm-hmm. uh you know the Hawks they you have to have their ownership say yes we're willing to give up all of these future assets to go out and win now. And I, I the, that that just wasn't it was never a possibility for the Wizards. Any Wizards fan who believe that was really kind of living in, 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 in the fantasy world. And, and, and it was really kind of a, a pipe dream. Like it was never, ever going to happen. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, Wizards Twitter can get caught up in dialogue of things of, of great possibilities and, 
and 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 you know it, it's good it sounds good on twitter it sounds down now, now we're in laker fandom where we're you know putting up photoshops and <laughs> and doing all this crazy stuff of 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 things that are literally never ever going to happen dejounte murray was never ever coming to dc it was never a possibility so i don't know why people ever got their hopes up i hate to be the, the bearer of bad news in this case mm-hmm. Now, is that because because you look at the trade, the Hawks gave up three first rounders, they gave up Gallo. So do you think it could have been possible they could have just gave up, you know, three first round? I know there's some, some protections and whatnot on the pick because of the Wall and Westbrook trade. But, you know, do you think they could have tried to do a coups and, and three first round picks? This ownership group was never going mm-hmm. to allow them to trade away three first round draft picks for DeJounte Murray. I, I actually don't even think the three first round draft picks but DeJounte Murray is even worth it. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. that he's like I, I I like him as a player, but like that's we're we're talking about uh trade and draft compensation that's on a Drew Holiday level. And I don't think he's just that type of player. Um, but no, I like the it, it all of this like comes down to you know what Tommy Shepard was even allowed to do as as a team president, general manager. And I don't think that he was ever given the green light to even negotiate those type of trade packages. Like, that type of draft compensation was never going to be going out of the door for the Wizards, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, I just – yeah, I do think they they need to take a swing. It might, just, DeJounte Murray not have been – he might not have been the right guy. There's not a lot of guys available. He's still young, 26, on a $16 million deal, just made an all-star game. He did make a defensive team in 2018 as well, so I think – he definitely would have helped, but I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. You know, you you know more about ownership in the in the front office that what they're willing to do and what they're willing not to do. I think we all know that, you know, of course, Ted will never ever tank. So we know that too. But um, you know, they, they do need to pick a direction. I think they need to either take a swing or do a rebuild. And right now it kind of just feels like they're they're middling right now. I think the pickups of Monte and Will Barton are good pickups. But do they really move the needle? Do you think the trade moved the needle at all? And do you where where do you what's the ceiling for them with this roster right now? Yeah, I mean, Ed, you hit the nail on the head. They, they're middling right now. They're like, they, I mean, they they can't even say that they're riding in the middle of the pack because, like, honestly, they're on the lower end uh, of teams in the Eastern Conference right now. I, I would say that you know that trade for Monty Morris really doesn't move the needle all that much. I'd say that the the, the really the ceiling for the Wizards is play-in tournament again. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I can't see them – I I can't see them finishing as a top-five seed in the Eastern Conference, you know. So – and there's only one other spot. I I can't see them finishing top-five. And really, I guess the only other spot would be the sixth seed that would avoid – that would have them avoid the play-in. I I think this is a play-in team again. And, you know, the fact that they are really just not – you know, picking a lane as far mm-hmm. as where they want to go. Like, it just doesn't really make sense for me that they're going, they're getting ready to make Bradley Bill the highest paid player in the NBA. You know, th- this is a guy who, you know, wasn't an all-star last year. He wasn't an all-NBA player last year. And, you know, he wasn't going to be an all-star even before he had his injury. You know, I-, I know a lot of people would say, well, you know, he was hurt last year. No, he wasn't an all-star before his injury. Like, th- this is a guy who struggled last season. I think that he took a step back. And, you know, the, the Wizards, they can't really afford to not pick a lane at this point. They're getting ready to pay this guy, you know, a quarter billion dollars, and they're going to be barely competing for a playoff spot. And uh, it, it really just doesn't make sense. 
And, and, and then again, from a standpoint, you looking at ownership, how are they going to rate it? How, you, how can you justify paying a guy a quarter billion dollars, but then also next uh, trade deadline, they're going to be probably making moves to duck the luxury tax. Like it, it just, it, it, they, they, they have two conflating uh, strategies. And I don't think that, you know, they've done a very good job of justifying, you know, the, the moves and stuff that they're making to their fan base. Like they, they, they're like, they're pretty much, you know, selling us a bill of goods of, you know, oh, they're going out and, and making these acquisitions and trying to compete. But what are we competing for? I think that they're not being realistic. And I, I think that, you know, the fan base, they're, 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 they're on to them now. Like they're, they're, the, the fan base is on to the fact that the Wizards continue to pull the wool over the, their fans' eyes. And, and, and I think people are just getting frustrated and, and they're, they're tired of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you saw the attendance. You looked at the games last year. I mean, after the 35-point um, loss or where they gave up the 35-point lead to the Clippers, I think. The Clippers, it's yeah. embarrassing for the franchise. <laughs> they set the franchise back, honestly. Mm -hmm. It really did, yeah. Uh, the Twitter spaces and everything was 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 crazy that night. But I, I think that, that broke the straw of the camel's back. You saw the attendance from games. You could just see from watching on television. It was, it was very bare in, in Capital One Arena. And then you had – the Miami Heat game where, you know, coach got into an altercation with a fan after the game. So, um, you know, it just went downhill in that second half after losing to the Clippers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the, on the head, too. They're, they're just a middling franchise right now. There's about four or five or six teams in the East you can name off the top of your head, the Heat, Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, that are, you know, kind of just leaps and bounds ahead of the Wizards right now. And the ceiling does look like a play-in team. So if that's your goal every year, and you see other teams rebuild, the Hawks have rebuilt. They've already made an Eastern Conference Finals last year. You've seen other teams rebuild and already leapfrog what the Wizards are doing right now. So it can be frustrating as, as a Wizard fan. So let's pivot lastly to um, – I, I do want to quickly get your thoughts on the Johnny Davis picks. I, I saw on Twitter that you did have um, – you know, you had your, your um, information. You said you kept hearing jo Johnny Davis all day. You got that correct. Um, what, what were your thoughts on Johnny Davis as a pick at pick 10? And where do you see him fitting? Was there anybody else that you thought the Wizards possibly could have went with uh, instead of Johnny Davis? Well, I, I know for a fact that they wanted Dyson Daniels. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that, that I, coming into the day, the names, the two names that I kept hearing were Dyson Daniels and Johnny Davis. And mm -hmm. also my intel from around the league was saying that Dyson Daniels, there was no way that he was making it all the way to 10. So right. that's what like really led me to like that I knew that Johnny Davis was going to be the pick. Like they like the, the the Wizards they you know from my intel from inside that building that those were the two names. And so I think that Johnny Davis was a guy that you know they 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 evaluated and they think that you know they can bring in and make him a good combo guard. And as far as you know um you know uh players that were available at that pick, I think that you know that he probably was one of the better uh available players that he probably was you know, the correct pick for them to make at that spot. And, you know, I think that, you know, they're, they're trusting in, uh, you know, their, their, their development uh, guys being able to come in and, and help Johnny Davis to, to improve and, and, and be able to be that, you know, combo guard. And I think that they were just impressed with, uh, you know, some of his leadership intangibles and, you know, they, they, they love that his size, as a as a uh, uh, you know six five uh, uh, big bigger uh, you know uh, two guard who who can also defend ones they like his defensive intensity 
And, you know, I, I think that they, they, they think that he's a guy who can develop into a, a good NBA combo guard. So that, that's what the evaluation that, that I was getting out of the Wizards building. Definitely. I like the pick a lot. I liked it a lot. The guy plays hard. I mean, you watch the game against Purdue where he put up 37 points against Jaden Ivey. I mean, that's he, he rebounded eight and a half rebounds a game. So the guy is a dog. Tommy Shepard said he's looking for dogs. And like we talked about earlier, he is marketable. He has the, the Taco Bell commercial. So he is a character guy as well. He plays hard, 110% effort all the time. Mid-range game. His, his, shot, his game is predicated on the mid-range game, but I think he can develop into a good shooter. So they do want him to play point guard. Do you see that? They, you know, Tommy Shepard's talked about that a lot. Do you see that at all in his future? Yeah, I, I do because you know, I when, with today's NBA, it's like, can you run a pick and roll? And so I think that this is a guy who proved on the college level that he can command, you know, those type of offensive sets. So this is a guy if he can come out here and and run, you know, good pick and rolls, and and and, and he can get. Uh, you know, his bigs involved. Like, I think that this is a guy who can – he can control the pace of the game. And, you know, he he, he can get uh, smaller defenders on his hip. He can attack the basket. And I think that, you know, he, he will develop into a better spot-up shooter than what he showed at Wisconsin. You know, I think that, you know, when, when you look at his Wisconsin tape, you know, this is a guy – like, his, if you look at his percentages, you would probably say, oh, this is a guy who might not be the best shooter. But if you watch the film – now, this is a guy who was taking a lot of, you know, highly contested and 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 and, and big shots for Wisconsin. You know, some of them might not have been of the best, you know, looks and opportunities uh, as far as uh, great uh, looks for him. But you know, he had to do that because you know he was the alpha dog on his team. You know, he's not going to be having to carry and, and that that type of burden with the Wizards. So you know, th- I think that all of his percentages and you know what he can do as far as a shooter standpoint. I think that will look better uh, in a in a more uh, specialized role than than as a guy who you know had the ball in his hands and had to take a lot of bad shots probably last year. Yeah, definitely, yeah, hundred percent. I saw him create a lot of shots for guys that was they just weren't able to knock down shots. And like you said, he did have to take a lot of last second shot clock shots because they ran the offense primarily through him. And he he was the Big Ten Player of the Year. This guy was a bucket getter, so. Uh, he was a tough shot maker. So, um, but lastly here, um, free agency, lastly with Bradley Bill, uh, I know you touched on it a little bit earlier. If you just want to explain for dummies, the contract situation for Bradley Bill, why it's better for him to take, to stay with the wizards right financially rather than signing with a different team. And then also, I know it's a loaded question. If you were in the wizard shoes, what would you do with the Bradley Bill contract situation? Would you, try to initiate a sign and trade um, with, with Brad, or would you just let him walk? Or what do you think would be in the, be- the Wizards' best interest? Well, the, the, the best thing would definitely not to be to let him walk. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that the Wizards, I mean, they, they the, the thing is this play has been three years in the making. And so, you know, it, it, it all points to, you know, Bradley Bill signing a Supermax contract extension he and his agent Mark Barterstein have set this thing up from from years in advance. You know, they they when when, when he signed that you know that quote unquote contract extension you know three years ago, which was basically a, a glorified one plus one deal uh, that would have allowed him to see free agency in his vested tenth year as an NBA veteran, would and, and allows him to sign this big contract. And the Wizards 
No one and his, Mark Baldwin and, and Bradley Bill have set it up, knowing that the Wizards were in a position where they were we're going to have to give him that money. Like th- th- this has been years in the making, and so I mean, you know, explaining the contract for dummies is two hundred and fifty million dollars. Bradley Bill, you know, is is able to sign uh, this extension and become the highest paid player in the NBA. Like th- for. There is nothing that would there's there's no other scenario that would make sense for him to 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 try to pull off right now, and so for the Wizards, you know they're they're just kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. They can't let him walk for nothing. They can't go to this guy who they've allowed them to you know pigeonhole them into this situation. He's been working them for three years. They can't allow they can't go to him now and say, oh, uh, we want you to take less money. Like that's just not gonna be a possibility. They they can't go to him and and try to initiate and sign and trade. That has to be something that he has to initiate to them. So I mean, I think that we all know how this is gonna end. Bradley Bill's gonna sign the, his name on the dotted line, and he's gonna uh you know make a lot of generational wealth for he and his family uh over the next twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah, so I know with with no other, yeah, the Wizards are the only team that can offer him that contract. I know there's there was a report saying that the salary cap is going to go up and that he could potentially make fifty seven million dollars in that last year of his contract, which will be awesome for him and his family, like you said. But it might not be in the best interest for the Wizards, you know, when he is you know thirty four, thirty three, thirty two at the time, you know, five years from now. So, um, but yeah, it's it's an it's an intriguing situation. Um, you know, hope, hopefully they can make the best out of it. You know, but Bradley Bill taking that deal, you know, I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him for taking that money rather than trying to force. Who can blame him? I mean, <laughs> like they're, they're gonna pay, no sane person in this world is turning down that type of money. And I know that a lot of people talk about Bradley Bill and, you know, mm-hmm. that, that he may be exploring his options and that he wants to win. Yeah, he wants to win in the game of life, like by signing this contract. And, and you know, I, I think that, you know, as from from a wizard standpoint, they just have to hope and pray that you know that, that 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 this guy is able to you know maintain his level of play, and that you know inevitably when he comes to them over the next few years and requests a trade, they're able to still get some type of uh, 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 draft capital or asset capital back for him. And I, I I'm telling you, this is like. This is the, the story is written on the wall. This is how that is going to end. Like I, I, I think there's a very low percentage chance that Bradley Bill, once he signs that supermax contract, that he finishes that contract as a wizard. I think it's a very low percentage chance of that. Mm. Yeah, there was a report from Mark Stein that said he he believes he would like to be the Dirk Nowitzki of the Washington Wizards in a sense. Um, you know, of course, there's a lot of things you have to do to reach that level, but I, I get what Brad is trying to say. In that sense, and then of course the interview he's done with Taylor Rooks, where he said he he wants to win, and I think he said um, the worst thing he could do is finish the game without winning. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but you know, do you know winning and, and staying with the Wizards does that really match up, or is it about you know setting your family up with general wealth rather than trying to win? So it's like, do those two things really line up with the decision? So. Um, it will be intriguing to see. I know he'll be making the decision soon with free agency starting up. But, um, Troy, I want to thank you for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug before we head out? Yeah, man. So I, I do I have an article coming out in the city paper on Friday, uh, pretty much a a a guide to the Wizards offseason. So we'll be talking about 
the things that have already happened, the drafting of Johnny Davis, I'll give a little bit more insight into you know the process of, of how the Wizards came to that selection. And then also previewing the, the Wizards Summer League. And so, you know, l- l- looking at what the, the, the team, what are they going to be able to get out of their young prospects and really just kind of doing a, a, an inventory check of all of the Wizards' assets and, and seeing a, a, a what they can continue to build on and what they might be able to 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 to, to possibly trade out. Like I said, like I, I'm going to keep working this uh, Malcolm Brogdon thing, but I, I think that's very much still a possibility. And so, you know, I think the Wizards, they, they still got – Tommy's got a couple more tricks up his sleeve uh, for this offseason. So I, if I were a Wizards uh, Twitter, I wouldn't just give up hope and saying that, you know, this is the, the, the final roster just yet. Yeah, it, yeah, I really hope so. I hope this is not it because right now it does look like a, a play-in team. So I, hope, I do hope Tommy can work something out. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. For your second lesson, listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes. Every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA in just 30 minutes. And Troy, I just want to thank you for coming on again. And uh, if you just want to tell the people your Twitter, um, you can go ahead. Yeah, man, it's at Troy Halliburton. It's T-R-O-Y-H-A-L-I-B-U-R. Uh, yeah, man, I, I love interacting with the people. So, yeah, man, people, if, if you feel free to add me, uh, ask any questions, and and just engage in a nice, respectful dialogue on the internet. <laughs> Don't forget the dot eth at the end of the at the end of the handle too. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, uh, hey, that Ethereum, man. We out here. I'm getting into the NFT game. I'm getting into the crypto game. <laughs> Hey, hey, look, man, it's, 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 it's all types of money out there to be made. I'm trying to give me a little piece of the pie. <laughs> yeah, man. Everybody, uh, enjoy your holiday weekend and enjoy the fourth. Have a good one. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.